Welcome to I'm 40% Podcast. It's me, Nick Sohoya, your beloved producer. I'm oh here my today. God. I'm here today. Boo! Dante, I'm Boo! so sorry. We'll, we'll get to, Dante, I'm so sorry. She Boo! has been really salty. She lost this election. I was doing like, a really good job as producer. Well, then, then you, you should have campaigned harder or you should have voted because now I'm the producer and you have to live in that world. Civic awareness. Dante, I'm so sorry. We're going to get to you in a second. This is the Queer Futurama podcast that everybody wants. Everyone loves it. Everyone asked for it. Um, you want to maybe introduce the talk. name of the podcast? It's called I'm 40% Podcast. I said that. You don't listen. <laughs> when? Or you would know that. I said it when? at the beginning when you were booing, <laughs> when you were sabotaging the production out of pettiness. <sighs> we have a wonderful guest today. Uh, they are a very talented musical performer from the uh, beautiful city of Seattle, Washington. Everybody, please welcome Dante to Queen. How are you, Dante? I am dandy. I am super <laughs> rested, kinda. I'm an insomniac, so rested, kinda is where I love to be at. I want to let our audience know this is, is what I strive for. <laughs> right? That's my moment right there. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Girl, I'm kind of good. I think I can do stuff. <laughs> I'm kind of good. Dante, will you tell the story of the one night we worked together? <laughs> you told it before we began recording. Yes. Me and Jinx met. <laughs> Me and Jinx met at a lovely event in Seattle in a like old old chapel called Gender Fierce, and. I was just like, oh my God, I think it's Jinx. And I was like, I'm going to say something to them because I was just like, I'm not afraid to talk to people. I got this. <laughs> and, and I like saunter over and I was just like, you look great. I bet you did good on a drag race. <laughs> Jinx turns to me and she says, just watch. And then she gave me a little <laughs> smile and I was like, yeah, that bitch won. My... <laughs> when you were just saying I'm not afraid to talk to people um which a I believe but um <laughs> b Thule, I was just talking to my friend Jimmy Harad who was on America's Got Talent recently <laughs> and I um <laughs> and I like heard myself saying to him at some point like well you know I watched your your performances on YouTube but I don't watch the show and then I realized <laughs> that's one of the things that I hate most is when people come up to me and say oh you must be that drag queen I don't watch the show that's not gonna work on me and it's like <laughs> someone trying to like someone trying to beat you down like as an introduction, <laughs> like, trying yeah, to gain status on too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The two stories aren't very related. But... No, they're not. We'll cut that out. Um, Dante, uh, you That's my me. anecdote. That's my opening anecdote. You have to keep it in. The audience has come to expect it. 
Dante, you messaged me and uh, we're talking about how excited you were about Futurama in general uh, when we posted the news that uh, Futurama was coming back. And you said that you were a a listener of the podcast, which warmed my heart because we've worked together a little in the past. Um, Why don't you tell us? I'm sure you did. (laughs) What is your... What is your experience with uh, Futurama? Did you like it from the beginning? Did you get into it in the streaming era? What's up? I definitely loved Futurama since the beginning. I was here through all the original seasons and I was there for the movies. And then I fell off when it came to streaming because, you know, bitch had a life. But (laughs) I was just like, now that I have less of a life, I am back. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm ready for the new season to pop off because I was just like, isn't that the, the best part of the pandemic? It's just like you get that perfect more time for your, balance. For your loved ones, aka TV shows. Um, right. So have you seen all the way to the end? And no lie, I've seen mostly all the way to the end. I feel like there's a few episodes that I definitely because you know the insomnia. I'm like I'm staying up uh, till five uh, a.m. Uh, to watch Futurama <laughs> for no reason. So I made but did you see the final episode and then. I believe I did. I was okay. just like, I'm think- pretty sure. I was just <laughs> like, I'm also a little high right now, but I'm pretty sure. That You're in good company. You're in good company, Dante. Dante, <laughs> I can relate. First of all, I have narcolepsy. First of and... all, I'm a little high right now. <laughs> well, that's that's a given. Anytime I'm doing anything, um, but um, I have narcolepsy, but I also have insomnia, and a lot of people with yeah. narcolepsy do experience insomnia because of the way they self-medicate throughout the day, like having too much caffeine or you sleep throughout the day and then by the nighttime, you're not tired at all. Blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. The point is I watch like cartoons just for hours trying to sleep and then I'll fall asleep, you know, halfway through. Do you ever dream about the thing you're listening to? (laughs) Yes, all the time. I fall asleep to one of my favorite animes, Detective Conan, all the time. And they're just like constantly like, Dante, I know you <laughs> killed that bitch. And I'm just like, I didn't kill nobody, I swear. <laughs> and then I wake up in like a nervous sweat because I swore I killed somebody. And I was just like, they had it so lined up, it could have been me. <laughs> they had it so lined They had up. me convinced. <laughs> I was just like, obviously, I'm a murderer in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, Always great to have a fan of Futurama and animation in general on the show. Let's get into this episode because, wow, this is a good episode. I really want to talk about it. This episode is called... This is one of my favorites. This is a very good episode. (laughs) I had to to pause it. It took me probably 25 minutes to watch the first five minutes of this episode because I kept pausing it to take more notes about how much (laughs) I liked it. Um, the episode, I thought you were going to say it took you 25 minutes to watch the episode. And I was going to say that's just three minutes normal. longer than the episode. <laughs> um, the episode is called Put Your Head on My Shoulders. Uh, Put it's a your head on my shoulder. Dante, are you on TikTok? Did you do a TikTok for that meme? That meme that was going around? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't do the TikTok. <laughs> Jinx is not giving what you think it's giving. All we, all we see is lint. <laughs> you can see the lint on the camera. Yeah, this it's a very high hair. quality camera. This is cat uh, hair. I thought I thought it just read as black, 
It doesn't look like lint to me. It's very, oh it's got God. a lot of little white specks on it. Anyway, yeah, well, Dante, we're, you're aware of, <laughs> you're aware of TikTok, right? Did you see the video? Everyone was doing the video. Yeah. I don't like when everybody does the same thing naturally. I agree. That's just my personality. But I did view some of them that were really good. I was just like, I like this. Some of these. I'm not going to say I like this as a whole thing. But I like a lot of these. <laughs> I like the song. It's a good song. There was parts. I like parts. <laughs> I like it when someone's doing a TikTok meme or I mean a TikTok trend um, and they really convince you they're just doing the trend and then it has a twist and then it's yeah. very funny. But then once you've seen like a couple twists, was you realize twist. that it was, it was funny. You see? Yeah, I see. But once you see a couple of them, you know, like trend, trends move so quickly. It's like once people start spoofing the trend, there's only like three ideas. And then you're like sick of seeing the jokes about the trend. It's like you're not like you're not surprising anyone by joking you know, the trend <laughs> the trends only get like two days for me i'm like oh that's cute i like this the second day i'm like i'm kind of getting annoyed you know i need this to stop and then the third day i'm just like i need to take an instagram break yeah we're just not gonna do that <laughs> um we have a chiron there's no cold open we go right into the opening credits or opening theme song the chiron says not based on the novel by James Fenimore Cooper. I thought this was a funny one. I did have to Google who that was. He was the guy who wrote Last of the Mohicans, but I thought it was funny even without knowing that. I give this Chiron four Chirons out of a possible five Chirons. President's Day sale at a car dealership. We've got George Washington. Oh my God. And Abraham. What do you want? This is so dry. George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people say about your Punani. Excuse um, me. <laughs> Do you think we can get Uber Lube to sponsor our show? It's the best lube. Really? Uber Lube. It's the Uber best lube. lube. It's the best lube. I've That's tried great, some lubes in a my great day. slogan. Uber, Uber Lube is the best. I've been using Swiss Navy, but uh, the last yeah, person I, I used, used to it on use Swiss Navy was like, until I, I like found this. Uber Lube. Is it associated Wait, with the car? share company <laughs> no so like uber eats <laughs> no okay so uber in I mean, german just means if you've like, got someone in your bed and you call an app and someone comes in and loops them up for you uber loops <laughs> i'd do that um but <laughs> no uber in german i think like super direct trans it means super, super. yeah or over I think it tr directly translates to like over, but in 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 the context, it means super or superior. Yes. So stop trying to like just get to the point. All together. This I'm is such a good episode. Idiot. This is okay, such a good episode. And we haven't do talked your about job it. as a producer. I am. I'm yelling at you. That's moving. my job. You really set me off with the lint thing. I really like can't stop <laughs> thinking about it. Now I need to go change my shirt. I really didn't think you'd be able to see on the camera. It looks fine until you. Cat. <laughs> Does it look okay from here? But yes, I didn't okay, see anything. That's when you pushed your your you, shirt into the camera that okay, we could see just all of get it. Get on with the episode. <laughs> There's a President's Day sale at a car dealership. This is a thing that happens in real life. 
But in the future, it's a little different. They got because it's malfunctioning eddies. <laughs> yes, which is sort of a takeoff on like crazy Eddie. You know, I'm so oh, crazy. Every, my prices are low. Every sitcom has a has a car salesman, car salesperson who's completely I mean, certifiably nuts. Yes, <laughs> they should be an insane asylum. And and then, you know, it leads to Futurama taking it to a robot that is actively malfunctioning. <laughs> and then Rick and Morty <laughs> taking it to a man who can't feel anything and has ants in his eyes at all times. <laughs> oh, I forgot about ants in his eyes, Johnson. Um, but yes, that's the exact same trope. Um, we're all from Seattle. Do we remember the horrible Vern Funk commercials? That's the vibe I was yeah. getting from this commercial. You know him, Dante? Vern Funk. I was just like, I remember just turning down the TV often. My sisters <laughs> loved those damn commercials because they knew I didn't like them. They'd be like, ooh, Vern Funk is on, oh, girl. Just, Sign it up. I'd be like, mm, What is it? Will someone explain that. it to me? It's and a car insurance commercial. Thousands and like, listeners who have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> It's a car insurance company in like Burien and they hired What's this Burien? man, a fucking place. <laughs> and there was all Where? these bad commercials with this guy. He was like a bald man with a goatee and he was, I'm Vern Fonk. He wasn't Vern Fonk. He was some actor they hired. That Wait, really shattered the illusion Is Vern Fonk a person? Yeah. <laughs> a separate person. I was just like, the first thing that actually pissed me <laughs> off was that he wasn't Vern Fonk. He's not Vern Fonk. So I was Fonk. just like, y'all already setting me up with the lies here. And I was Wait, is Vern like, Fonk so a famous person? No, no he's, he's the, the insurance the man. <laughs> he's the insurance man. But, but he hired an actor Fonk to play him. Yeah, because the, the real Vern Fonk was probably dry. And he was like, yeah, you can be <laughs> Vern Fonk and you can, you know bring in some people but i was just like i don't know i wasn't here for it and i was just like i want to see who the real Vern funk is may the yeah, real be Vern real funk with us Vern. stand up please just you were supposed to honk when you drove by Vern funk and whenever i saw oh it God. whenever i drove by i did want to yeah. honk but because it made me mad <laughs> but they wouldn't interpret it as such <laughs> i think like, you can oh, honk yeah. angry there's a little boop 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 but then there's like a there's something like the wrong with my side and tried it. Yes, I think so. <laughs> Just trying to do their job and people are blaring on their horns in front of their yeah, buildings. Like, fuck you, yeah. Vern Funk. Like, anyway. yeah, fuck you too, girl. <laughs> Amy, <laughs> Amy and the crew, they're all watching this commercial. Amy's like, I want to go car shopping. Um, my parents said if I got all B's, they'd get me a bar. And I got all C's. <laughs> <laughs> Very dumb joke. But it's like, what would have happened if she got all A's? Uh, I'd get an AARP uh, membership. <laughs> um, there was just never a world in which Amy got all A's. But she's so smart. She writes a dissertation. She's very stupid Later. in this episode. She's very stupid <laughs> in this episode, but when she needs to be smart, maybe she's um, just smart about Earth Earth's rotation and not smart about mm. anything else. Or maybe she like just has like remind ADG. her she's smart is when <laughs> yes. she knows she's smart. They're like, when oh yeah, Amy, herself. you're smart, and then when she's, she's like, yeah, I am. Up. That's, like, that's that's the power of lifting our friends up. You know, you give them support, and they have the ability to do wonderful things now let's see how much more nick can fuck up being a producer 
<laughs> they decide to go to malfunction in Eddie's. Bender decides to come along because his ass has gotten recalled <laughs> and he needs to get a bumper installed. Um, we go there. Uh, the man, uh, Billy West, is doing kind of a Spanish <laughs> accent this week. <laughs> um, little uncomfortable. Uh, oh, that was Billy West doing the car it must have been. Who else Victor, would it have been? Victor. 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 <laughs> yeah. um, this um, this leads to one of my favorite lines. Oh, of there's all a bunch of good shit. Drama writing. Dealership. But well, sure we'll talk about it. it down. I need the cars it to be that are <laughs> We'll we'll talk about all of it. The cars that are being shown. Victor is showing the Beto Romeo to Amy, <laughs> which I don't know. Is that a joke? Beta Romeo? Like I don't know. It seems like it's I don't know. Uh, and Fry is being shown the Ford Thunder Cougar Falcon Bird. Um, the Beta what? Romeo is full Something of eagles. That- <laughs> okay, wait. Something that stands out to me when Fry's sitting there getting free coffee and the salesman is like, um, you know, zeroing in on Fry, trying to, you know, uh, work his magic. Go in for the kill. Um, when he says, spotted her the moment she came in, and Fry goes, yep. She sure is beautiful coffee. That's just one of those moments where I was like, I don't know who wrote this line or who insisted this line being in the scene rather than Fry just being like, what? (laughs) Fry says, she sure is beautiful coffee. He's just stupid on this extra special level that transcends having a normal reaction to things. I don't know why this line stands out to me. You know how like sometimes something can stand out in an episode and then you have a hard time paying attention to the rest of the episode because you're thinking, (laughs) why did that line get written? How did that line make it into the episode? And I I I feel like I definitely can identify with some beautiful coffee as a lady did. <laughs> I was just like, I've definitely walked into rooms specifically because there was coffee and wasn't there to see anybody else. And they're just like, hey, queen. And I'm like, hey. And then I took my coffee and left. And they're just like, where are you going? And I was like, I just came here for the beautiful coffee, not what really for the beautiful conversation. Beautiful <laughs> That's sexy coffee. That's all I'm here for. Just there are... Th- <laughs> There are times like when you live with other people, there are times where it's like you need something from outside of your bedroom, but you really don't want to have to interact with anyone yet. So you're like listening for the movement through the house. And then you try to like hypothesize, do I have a clear access to the kitchen without being seen so that I can continue to play like I'm in bed and I haven't woken up yet. So I'm not, I'm off limits still. Horrible (laughs) house experience like that. I lived in this big ass house for like a second because I was subletting for my friend while I was waiting to move into a place. And it was this big ass gorgeous house. It was beautiful and it was filled with fucking people, which is like opposite of what I want to live in. So I was just like, I'm having my castle fantasy in a castle full of people. And I'm just like, ugh. And I'm just like, okay, it's fine. As long as they're not like a whole bunch of nosy bitches, which they were. It's just like, literally, I could hear them like gossiping about me and my roommate (gasps) from downstairs being like, so yeah, you know, I don't know if they're like fucking, if they're together, but you know, they're really cute anyway. And I was just like, like, damn, bitch, my door's not even closed. I was just like, <laughs> y'all are sitting in the kitchen having this conversation. I was like, not even in your bedroom. I was just like, and y'all like 
go in your room if you're gonna talk about me, bitch. I was like, thanks, because I wanted to come down here and get some water. That's real great. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Dante, I, like, we didn't even know you were home. I would be a but, bad journalist if I didn't ask. W- were y'all? Fucking? Were you fucking? Yeah, I need to know <laughs> now that you brought it up. I mean, we used to fuck, but it was like years ago at that time. Oh, so I was just like, hey. and you're still friends. Yeah, we're the best of friends, actually. I still live with that. <laughs> Maybe they're fucking. Who knows? <laughs> I, I, just, though. I was just like, I like that they said that we were cute, though. I was just like, <laughs> I'll let you slide. I operate so that, under the idea that everyone's fucking all the time. That's what I think. Whenever right. I Every see time I straight people room. like share a knowing <laughs> glance, I'm like, they're fucking. Right. Why does it gotta they be fuck. just who's straight people? I just don't get what straight people are and what they're up to. Like whenever there's a, a cis man and a cis woman and they're both heterosexual, I'm like, they're near each other. They're probably fucking. I'm the opposite. I think you leave two me. gay. I think if you leave two gay men in a room unattended, they will begin having sex immediately. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's Tana Mojo, and we're still canceled. Our podcast, Canceled with Tana Mojo, is back, and my favorite clean girl, Brooke Schofield, is by my side. We've grown up ever so slightly since our last episodes, and we're so excited to dive back into what's going on in our personal lives, gossip about pop culture, talk about lessons we continue to learn and bridges we continue to burn. It's going to be wild, hilarious, and probably a little bit messy. So pause whatever show you're listening to right now and go follow Canceled with Tana Mojo on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, or wherever you like to get your podcasts so you don't miss out on your weekly dose of chaos as we laugh at each other, laugh at our own lives, and maybe even give you a little advice along the way. Woohoo! The Beto Romeo, the Beto Romeo is full of eagles. Um, the front of the car is, uh, the seats are stuffed with eagle feathers. The <laughs> dashboard is inlaid it's with, inlaid the, with the, the beaks thousand. of a thousand eagles. Also, also, there's some eagles in the floorboards. <laughs> <laughs> also, wait, why does the car have floorboards? What? It's really nice. <laughs> it's a really nice car. <laughs> the uh, owners uh, and salespeople, we see that Malfunction and Eddie is not a Vern Fonk situation. He is actually in charge. He He's managed. We see him just at a desk, which I found I hilarious. I swear to God, if Vern Fonk comes paperwork. up one more time, and this, you didn't even take any time to explain it to the listeners and the viewers. You Vern were just going to bring in Vern Fonk and keep moving. And that. I think for that alone, you shouldn't be producer anymore. <laughs> go on, go on with the episode, the episode of Futurama. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one distracting from talking about Futurama. Um, <laughs> we find out that uh, Amy is very bad at um, shopping because she has too much money and she doesn't know how the world works. She offers above the sticker price. Victor goes in to talk to Malfunction and Eddie, and he's very, very excited. But Victor comes out and says, he is not pleased. Um, <laughs> then she bids more. <laughs> um, but it's, 80, I think <laughs> the best part of this is when Amy's like talking to Leela and she's like, no, no, I do need to get this car. It's everything a beautiful woman like me needs because that's kind of, uh, kind of Victor's go-to as he says everyone needs a beautiful woman. Um, they end up buying the car. I don't know what to say. 
Malfunction and yeah. Eddie's head explodes when he hears 80,000. Yeah. Any final thoughts on this scene? We got to move on. So much stuff happens. I just, I don't believe that that car would have cost only um, 60,000 or 50,000. Whatever yeah, the starting 50, price. was the sticker price. That was way too low for a sports car full of <laughs> eagles in the year 3000. With inflation, everything well, else. spaceships now. Like maybe cars are cheaper. I don't know. Oh, is man. it kind of like how, like, you know, like, um, Things used to cost more and now they don't because we're on to bigger and better things. I don't know, man. I don't <laughs> want to talk about this anymore. Um, <laughs> Amy needs to parallel park her new car in front of the office. She's like, oh, I'm so bad at parallel parking, but it's a hover car. So it just moves perfectly sideways. And then and then bangs back. Once she's park. in there, she crashes into the, the thing. Dante, <laughs> do you drive? You have to parallel park ever? I don't drive. I grew up in New York, so. I never <laughs> had a license, and, but I did like try to learn how to drive in Seattle. But then I realized that I have so much like car anxiety because people in Seattle don't know how to drive. Like the first time I was they learning don't. how to drive, I was in a car and I was like chilling and I was like, here we go. And then this lady comes flying down the hill on the wrong side of the road. Ah! And I'm like honking my horn like, oh my God. Oh my god! And then she just like gently like swears into the other one. She's like, oh. <laughs> and then really I'm just mean. like, no, bitch! Like I almost like got out the car. I was like, so do we like chase her down the hill? I was like, <laughs> what? I was just like, now what happens? My dad's like, you just let it go. I was just like, yeah, driving's not for me. <laughs> Seattle drivers are nuts because they Seattle drivers act like if they are thirty seconds later it's the end of the world. Like in New York and LA where there's a lot of traffic, they just accept it as a given. Seattle drivers are convinced they're gonna somehow beat the system. And that I leads to this. lots of car accidents. And I so rode my bike many. my first year in Seattle. I was hit by three cars in the span of two <laughs> months. I was late to a final because they totaled my bike. <laughs> Well, I mean, That's Seattle's so a very walkable city, so I'm glad that you not when you live in the U district drive. and you go yeah. to school downtown. Well, yeah. I mean, that is a problem. Um, they get <laughs> back to the office. <laughs> <laughs> they get back to the office. Uh, Hermes is yelling at someone in his office. Uh, turns out he's yelling at himself for asking for Valentine's Day <laughs> off. <laughs> I was in no mood for my own shenanigans. I believe is the rough quote. Um, Hermes is always so hard on himself, but I guess he's hard on everyone. <laughs> it's funny because he smokes weed and it just makes him more neurotic. It's a funny character <laughs> choice. Yeah. It's like, I, no, I have to be tough on myself too. I can relate to that. Hermes is such an interesting character because they're constantly making weed jokes, but he's not written at, at all like a stoner archetype. Like he's written no, he like a bureaucrat archetype, but because he's Jamaican, I think they felt like he also had to constantly be talking no, about weed. I think that's the joke is he's fastidious, but also you wouldn't expect a stoner to be fastidious. He, he's Rasta and fastidious. And in that he is a complex, nuanced human being. He contains Which is multitudes. actually very good writing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Good line from Fry here. Bill Lamar, who voices um, Hermes, do you think he smokes weed? I don't. I don't Bill know. Lamar. I don't know enough about him. 
Remember, he was on Mad TV for years. Phil. I don't know. I, was, I don't sure. remember that. Uh, Fry says, it's Valentine's Day. Oh, crap. I forgot to get a girlfriend again. Very <laughs> funny line. Very relatable. Um, he asks Leela out. And Leela is not really into it. Surprise, surprise. Uh, as we are recording this, it is the day after Valentine's Day. Um, I know I yeah. was very bah humbug about the last uh, holiday episode we did. But for some reason, I don't feel as intensely negative about a Valentine's Day episode as I do about a Christmas episode. How do we feel about <sighs> Valentine's Day and episodes about it? Well, OK, he, I mean, I think Valentine's Day, you know, obviously there's just a ton of shit wrong with how Valentine's Day is forced upon us in America. The emphasis on being in a couple is forced upon us. Um, there's so much like capitalism at play, blah, 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 blah. But what makes um, Valentine's Day like more palatable and easier to swallow than Christmas is that they don't start pushing it on us like three months early. You know, Valentine's yeah. Day kind of comes and goes. You know, it can be rough. And I think it's worth noting that it is a rough day for a lot of people because you're inundated with this idea of coupling and love and blah, 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 and spending your money on shit. <laughs> but <laughs> it does kind of come and go very quickly, whereas Christmas is like weeks of agony. Yes, so. I agree. <laughs> Dante, thoughts? Yeah, I feel like very much what echoing what Jinx said, I feel like it's just a little too fucking much on like one day. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I get it. You love the bitch. I'm like, I'm here for that. <laughs> just like, but you know, like every other day of the week when it's just like regular love, not like, oh, now I have to post on Instagram that we've just been spending the day loving oh, each other. I'm Instagram like, okay, posts. bitch. But oh. I'm like, if you didn't love the bitch every other day of the week, I don't want to see it today. I was just like, I'm just saying. I was just like, because it's like when I actually see people that I'm like, oh, those people are like really in love. That's sweet. I was just like, I feel good. But then when I see performative love, I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. And even, and I completely agree and relate to everything you're saying. And even still, I had the like, you know, the conditioned feeling of guilt or pressure because I am in a relationship to like, I was like, you have this random thought at some moment where you're like, if I don't post about it, will my partner think I don't care? Will people who like view me think that I don't actually love my husband if I don't like make a big fucking deal about him today? So I posted something to my stories, but that was it. I was like, this is just to get the like, uh, conditioned guilt and shame out of my mind. <laughs> but That's where I would do it post too. To my grid, like a big picture <laughs> of us like, uh, oh or like God, the know. five photo collage and you swipe through it and it's all them kissing in different locations. Ugh, I want to barf. Like, Michael okay. and I usually okay. post the most. Okay, you're happily married. You don't get to complain about Valentine's Day this much. <laughs> I lived with you and your partner for two years. I can talk about mine for one goddamn minute. Amy says, let's go on a drive to Mercury. <laughs> What's they the are. weather like? <laughs> What's the weather like? Uh, boiling lead. Boiling lead, yeah. Lava. And then Fry says, so shorts? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they are driving with their top down on Mercury, which I have questions which is about. the only way I like to drive, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're blasting the AC uh, to counteract how hot it is on Mercury. And instead of turning <laughs> down the AC when they get too cold, they turn on the heater. Um, they uh, How about Amy some says, icy, are, uh, how about some icy margaritas? Micey margaritas. Icy margaritas. <laughs> icy margaritas. Um, let's and let's go. For, hold on. I'm going to pause. You I have it written go. down. You keep it interrupting. <laughs> I'm going to go through the order of events. OK, first, the AC is on. Fry gets cold. He turns the heat up. Then he's too warm. So he turns the AC up more. Then Amy says, how about some icy margaritas? And they start blending some margaritas in the car. Fry goes, who who wants Pop-Tarts? And no, you missed one. This is why I should have done it. Oh, then Amy says, we're slowing Amy down. Says, Better turn on the gas guzzler. <laughs> <laughs> the point is they exhaust the car's resources very quickly and now they are stranded on mercury which is that survivable should we just assume that it's survivable in the future well they put the top up so i think they'll be okay. <laughs> oh goody they put the top up wait Amy, mercury is the um closest, closest planet to the sun Yes. They, no. <laughs> Jinx, name all, name all the planets in order. Will you help me, Dante? I know Mercury. Oh, yeah. I was like, not in order. I was just like, I watch a in lot of order. Man, but I was like, not in order. I can't yeah. have it in order. I was like, Mercury? Uh, Venus? Yeah. No? I was yeah, going to say Venus, but I didn't trust myself. Mercury, Venus, Earth. Earth. Mm-hmm. I was like, is it a big one? It's a little Bulbasaur. Um, <laughs> Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, like, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. Yeah, I was just like, first of all, Mars. Pluto. <laughs> it's not a planet anymore. I don't care. Um, but Amy, she's still, I say, let's go. Pluto is a planet. <laughs> Amy uh, needs to go. call Septuple A. She puts on some makeup. It looks like a phone, but it's a makeup case. And Fry says, why are you putting on makeup? And she says, splah, it's a video phone. And this I think is this is the introduction best... of Amy's weird Mars slang. She might do I it I don't think it's the introduction, this. but this is kind of where we start hitting, um, hitting the oil slick with Amy's futuristic made-up slang, which is... She said smish earlier instead of... Smish, like... Leela. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I say bloops uh, sometimes if I like drop something. I'll say bloops. Uh, <laughs> I like no, I think smish is my favorite. There's another one. Spla instead of duh. <laughs> yeah. Um That's my it's, it's my best friend Kenny's favorite aspect of the entire show is Leela's. Um, I mean Amy's future slang. Um, they are waiting for the car. They have to wait a couple hours. Uh Amy is mad because she's gonna get sweat on her sweatsuit. Um, Fry and Amy start to bond because they're both dorks and they both resent their parents. Uh, can anyone relate to this date? <laughs> Making out in a sure. car. <laughs> I can relate to every date at this point. I've been around. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've made out in plenty of cars. I was yeah. just like, were they dates? No. <laughs> I was like, was probably after. <laughs> probably before i was like probably just because i was in a car or just like we're cute in a car 
<laughs> Is I that a date? On, I full on had penetrative sex in the front seat of car um, on Broadway, which is a very busy seat in Seattle, a street in Seattle. And like, it wasn't dark and it wasn't late. And there were people walking by. I don't know what we were thinking. I mean, we were mostly closed. So I thought, I think maybe we thought no one would realize what we were doing. But there's only like- I definitely like had a moment like that in Seattle. <laughs> also was not covered in any way. I was like, wasn't even inside the car. I was like, literally just car door open. I was like, child. I, <laughs> I was like, who is this bitch? I was like, definitely not a queen yet. Definitely was on some princess shit. In, <laughs> in, in the Portland, <laughs> outside um, one of the clubs I worked out, I remember one night there were just um, two, a, a guy and a girl just having full blown sex on the hood of their car. And people were like walking up and talking to them and they were so, they were on a different planet. They tried to get me to join and I was tempted. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but I was in full drag and I had a show to do. You know? <laughs> like I was really weighing my options. It's like, I mean, this is a lot to come out of, but I mean, you are having a good time. <laughs> uh, the to tow truck in another world. <laughs> the tow truck arrives. Uh, he thinks that they're having sex and he goes, whoa, whoa. And then they're not having sex and he goes, whoa. But then they start having sex as they're being towed and he goes, whoa, whoa. Yo. Yes. I love this voice. That might, that might be added to the soundboard. In the meantime, I'll click this one. I have no strong feelings one way or the other. I need some more sounds. I don't have enough. But you sounds. do have strong feelings. You just said you love it. I know. Moving I just on, clicked a random button. We get back to the Planet Express office, and Hermes is going over the daily business, finishing um, morning announcements, and then says, says, "And that concludes the uh, summary of the movie I saw last night." But like on the whiteboard is like football plays. It was very funny. In uh, on to our next order of business. <laughs> <laughs> um, did anyone spend the night together? <laughs> no, <laughs> which no, is just no. we talk often, Dante, about <laughs> how Planet Express crosses many, many boundaries, many, many professional <laughs> boundaries. Yeah, can you constantly. imagine? Can you imagine a workplace where it was a morning? routine where the boss asks if any of you slept together like if any you and any of your co-workers slept together and you had to uh, check in. definitely not the job i'm working at now but maybe the job i'm about to start working on this weekend <laughs> has anyone I haven't ever been there long enough has anyone ever had sex with a co-worker I have not, but after he didn't work there anymore, he came over and I was drunk and we had sex and it was all right. I usually do that after we're not working together because mm. I just don't like people. I was just like, because <laughs> if people start acting weird, I'm going to be like, girl, not at my place of work. I was just like, I will cut you off too quick. I, I'm trying to think. I've only had so many jobs and most of them have been very solitary. I, I, I went out what on a date. What about Magnolia with... Crawford? Does that count? We didn't work together. We never yeah, did a show the, together. The two the of us did not even know the, the, the other <laughs> When we slept together, we didn't know the other one was a drag queen. Neither of us knew the other one was a drag queen. We kept it from each other because it, it was back in the days where I could hide it. 
Brian you know, I have my eyebrows tattooed on and no one questions <laughs> what I do for a living. <laughs> Brian and Amy reveal they've been sleeping together. Um, Bender says, wow, you scored the perfect girlfriend. She's rich. She's probably got other qualities. Um, <laughs> the professor says, do I hear wedding bells? <laughs> and says, no. No. And then the professor says, oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> He's like having a stroke or something. Uh, we established that Zoidberg is lonely and he's also poor, which gives Bender the idea to start a dating service. Uh, but before he starts a dating service, there's some jokes about pimping that have not aged well. <laughs> they haven't aged well. No. Are they objectively funny? I I think so. <laughs> you know, here's the thing about comedy and mindfulness. Of course, I prefer people who strive to be mindful and conscious of the jokes they are making, not contributing to the problems, but contributing to the solution. But I do allow for some jokes made in a certain era to be grandfathered in a little bit, <laughs> because at the time, I don't think we considered these jokes. We weren't being we weren't con being considerate, you know, like we weren't considering how these jokes would make sex workers feel. Um, so, no, we sh I wouldn't want these jokes to be written today. In the time capsule of when they were written, they're pretty goddamn funny. They're not terrible. They're not like so, they're not so degrading that like, I think most of my friends who are sex workers, I think would laugh at those jokes. Um, that said, <laughs> one of my favorite lines is, shut up, baby, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> Um, Bender, we love you. <laughs> shut up, baby. I know it. Um, Nick says when we lived together, Nick would say, "Shut up, baby. I know it." <laughs> to me, a lot. I really liked it. I was like, "Oh, Mr. Sahoya." <laughs> Zap has decided to go to Bender's dating service. Uh, Bender gives him a scantron. Wait, can we talk about what the how the dating service? Is? First of all, Bender says, "Wait a second, you're telling me people will pay money for romantic encounters?" And then it just cuts to Bender, a hard cut, being, so, yeah. <laughs> Bender in court for, um, <laughs> and he says, "Stupid anti-pimping laws." Then. Um, <laughs> He decides that the best alternative to pimping is just to do a dating service. Now, back in the days before Grindr and Tinder and apps where, you know, like you, um, you facilitated your own dating service. There were dating services like this. You there used to be like, um, oh, my gosh, places where you dating places. Yeah, you'd mail in. You'd film VHS tapes of yourself <laughs> sitting in the mall talking about yourself. Um, the women got to uh, make their tapes for free and then men would pay to like for the service of thumbing through the tapes okay, and like that, picking out their picking out their Philly to ride. Um, no, I. Ugh. <laughs> we are we are we are like a third of the way into this episode and we have 10 minutes left <laughs> that's not true we have like 15 minutes left and we're half of the way <laughs> you need to get your producing hat on buddy <laughs> you, you need to stop talking when i'm talking and stop going on tangents there i said it <laughs> 
Uh, the tangents are why the people <laughs> listen to the podcast. If they just wanted to read, Bender takes the scantron and puts in the episode. It, they watch the episode. High speed romanceological beta fire, which is just him going beep beep to deep beep beep. I thought that was funny. Wait, um, you forgot one beep. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Um, Fry and Amy are uh, doing it in the uh, supply closet. Um, I feel like in a different universe, they ended up together. And that is what my spec script for the new season of Futurama is, is. They go to the universe where Fry and Amy are the ones who got together. What happened to Leela in that situation? You'll have to find out when you watch my episode of Futurama. She married that I'm Zap writing. and is miserable. Oh, <laughs> yes. Perfect punch up. I'm not giving you any Absolutely. writing credit. <laughs> yeah, I'm stealing it from you. Um, Amy is talking to Fry and says, I sure do like uh, hanging out with you. And that sends Fry into a panic spiral. He feels like she's being too clicky because she used the word hanging out. <laughs> this is worth talking about. I feel like until this point, we've assumed that the reason why Fry doesn't have much luck with women is because he's dumb. But this is where we learned that Fry also has been um conditioned by the time and place he came from to be a toxic man you know like he's not often a toxic person but when it comes to relationships it is not until way late in the season i mean way late late in the series that fry starts to unlearn the bad habits that um, the bad traits of masculinity that he uh, either chose or was conditioned um, to enforce. But right now it's kind of like, I'm realizing Fry, you've got a lot of growing up to do before you're going to be yeah. worthy of Lula's love. Okay. When did we start <laughs> hanging out? No, it was just like uh, when y'all were fucking in the damn car. <laughs> That's when the hanging out started. I was like, y'all were hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Fry, Fry is venting to Leela. Um, he's panicking about the potential of this turning into a relationship. Um, Leela says, You're overreacting. And Fry says, Am I? Am I? <laughs> like echoes a little bit. <laughs> um, and they have a date, Fry and Amy do, and they're going to Europa to spit uh watermelon seeds at Jupiter. <laughs> Why are and all their dates on different planets? They can't just go to a fucking movie. I'll tell you, I, I'm seeing someone right now and that's how you keep the spark alive. You just got to go to new places. We go to a restaurant and we're like, mm, well, that was bad, but it was fun because we went to a new place. Um, Michael and I went to Dave and Buster's on one of our early dates and it was one of the best trying to show him American culture. <laughs> it, we just wanted somewhere we could play video games at night and so <laughs> like, those are my favorite places i was just like if i can play video games and drink i was like that's the I best mean, it was a very very straight atmosphere but we were in san francisco so like no one was surprised that a couple of you know visibly queer people walked into the i love going into very straight places looking visibly queer and then taking up all the space being like oh girl can, can you pass me that Maybe like, I'm like, yeah, you, the straight looking one. Can you ask me that? I was like, I need things. I'm just thinking of you going into um, a predominantly straight place, just exactly how you are right now, with the fur it's hanging like, off of your shoulders, like, <laughs> your pigtails. You like I need some, I need some assistance. And they're just like, yeah, I can help you. What do you I need? Want, 
I would take you on a date to Dave and Buster's right now just to see. I was like, your... we should go. I was like, I'm already ready. I'm only three hours away. You're up in Seattle. I'll be there. Give me the afternoon. Or not ground control. What's the one there? Gameworks. Did Gameworks survive the pandemic? Oh my God, they just closed the Gameworks. <gasps> oh. It was overpriced my anyway. Heart, bro, it really was. I only went on Thursdays when it was $10 to close. Oh, they didn't tell like everybody that though. <laughs> yeah, you could play unlimited from seven to close at, <gasps> for ten dollars. I never told anybody. I know <laughs> I went all the time on Thursday because there was nobody there. Fry uh, <laughs> wants to invite a third wheel on this date because he wants a buffer between him and Amy. Leela says no, so he settles for Zoidberg. They are flying mm. around Europa, and Zoidberg is being very annoying. Um, Bird eggs, animal carcasses, dry woven reeds. <laughs> and he eats the picnic basket. Um, Fry is being awful and he decides now is the right time to break up with Amy. So he takes her into the back seat and puts Zoidberg in charge of driving. Two mistakes in one. Um, great line here. Uh, Fry is using a bad metaphor and um, he's saying that, you know, <laughs> When chocolate wants to hang out with you all the time, you don't want to hang out with chocolate. You anymore. know how you know how you can like chocolate, but suddenly chocolate wants to hang out with you all the time and you don't like chocolate anymore. Are you trying to tell me something? Can no, chocolate she says, let me finish? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? You don't like chocolate? Can chocolate let me finish? Yes. Um, Zoidberg can't drive. Uh, he thinks to increase the speed is to turn the steering wheel to the right. Um, he crashes because he cuts the steering wheel off with his little lobster claws. Um, this, his pincers. It's a horrible uh, crash. Um, Fry wakes up. This is another favorite line. Fry says, was anybody hurt? And Dr. Zoidberg says, oh, no, 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 of course not. No, nobody but you. <laughs> and <laughs> we find out that Fry's body was like mangled somehow. So they had to remove his head and attach it to where? Amy's shoulder. That's Thus, where we get the title. The title of the episode, yes. Now, Dante, if you were to wake up and your head was attached to someone else's body, whose body would you want to be attached Ooh. to? Oh, my Keep gosh. in mind, you do control their left arm. <laughs> okay. Left. You got a left arm going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. I was just like, it would have to be like either a really like attractive man or a really rich woman because i just want her to just like have like a really nice purse that i can like control that, that <laughs> i was like it doesn't even have to be anybody in particular i was like either of those two because i was just like i would just make the man like have this little hip moment all the time wherever he went. <laughs> and then whatever like with the purse i would just be like swinging it wherever i go she'd be like okay can we stop swinging the purse like no girl we're living our life <laughs> <laughs> no we're living our fantasy life. <laughs> i just i just thought of my answer and i think it may shock everyone present <laughs> but i realized i have to if i'm gonna like share a body with someone it has to be someone i could do my act with you know like i have to still be able to work like they need to be Why? someone I have chemistry and can banter with. No. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna say Nick. I want my head on Nick's body. You're not welcome. <laughs> I'm. That's not you. It's. 
okay, then let me die and see what happens to your fucking podcast. <laughs> Dante, you're the new host. <laughs> like, I love this. Um, wow, I would pick someone. So quick. <laughs> I would pick someone with a lot of uh, access uh, to anywhere. I just, I have this thing where I want to go inside places just once to see what it's like in there. So I would pick someone who, not even like Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga's agent, someone who's like in her house all the time can go backstage at like Madison Square Garden. I just want to see all these spaces that I'm not welcome in. You could be like a security guard. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Nick you- wants to be attached to Jeff Bezos. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> really glad we spent time talking about that. Um, really good job giving him a platform. If Nick. I was attached to Jeff Bezos, I would fucking strangle him. <laughs> I left hand. I, think- I got the left hand, baby. <laughs> would your brain I don't know function be enough to keep? <laughs> I don't know if me threatening Jeff Bezos's life is an absurd enough thing that we can leave I it in. I think it's absurd enough, but we'll see when he listens to the episode how he feels about it. Moving on. <laughs> um, well, we're not on Spotify. We're not Joe Rogan, so he doesn't listen to us. We're not? Yes, we are. You He's on me. Spotify, right? Did I make that up? I don't know. We're on Spotify, though. Oh my God, we have so much more to talk about. Like I know, so do your job. (laughs) Um, Fry decides to break up with Abby, even though he's currently attached to her. (laughs) I think this is why Jinx's answer to the question she posed was so upsetting to me, is because I think all of the problems of this episode are because people don't know how to just like take a moment realize the gravity of the situation, realize the impermanence of the situation. You're only going to be attached to uh, Amy's body for a few days. Let's just focus on getting well. Let's not worry about going out on Valentine's Day. Let's just hang out and get through this. They're literally you're playing ping I, pong. You're saying I couldn't They're playing be ping on... pong with each other. Okay, but <laughs> you're saying... a board game. Play something that makes sense. You're saying... That they you don't know how to hang... adapt to the situation. You wouldn't, you wouldn't... You couldn't stand my head being on your body for, um, like, a... A, a portion of time i'm not gonna have my head attached to We're my best friend <laughs> or my partner you know like i can't it can't be someone i already spend too much time with like at least you i it would be like okay i'll go visit nick for a week and live on his body Leela is very desperate for a date. <laughs> Plus, these young twinks just flock to you from for some reason. <laughs> Leela is desperate for a date. She also goes to see Bender. Um, God, we have to start going faster. Amy is, uh, oh, Amy, when she gets broken up with, is like very sad about it for about three seconds. And then she's like, oh, well, whatever. Do you mind if I go out with someone else on Valentine's Day? So now Fry is actively looking for a date on Valentine's Day so that he's not the only person with a date on Valentine's Or you know what I'm saying? So that he's not the third wheel. Everyone Uh, ends up going to Bender. Zap Brannigan ends up going to Bender. He he doesn't want to say it's him. So (laughs) he says it's name's smith zap smith 
Brannigan. Brannigan. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leela goes to Bender and he says, it's going to be $500. Are you, would, will that Brannigan work? And she says, no. And he goes, 600. <laughs> like it's cost an extra hundred to not just set her up with Zap Brannigan. It's so Brian crazy how much going. this costs. <laughs> yeah, going and um, Bender says, but because you're a friend, I'm going to need it up front because he knows Fry and he knows that Fry's not good for it. Now, I like the recurring bit. I, I like that Amy first, when she wants, uh, when Fry needs some privacy, Amy's like, sure. And, you know, plugs her ears and starts singing <laughs> in Chinese to herself. And then yes. later she's just angrily singing the exact same song in Chinese <laughs> to herself. I, you know, because... Because the voice actor who plays Amy um, is Asian, I do like those moments of the voice actor getting to like, you know, speak Chinese in the show and like give us a little glimpse into Amy's culture as a very rich Chinese woman in the year 3000 who owns Mars. You know, I like getting to know about that. <laughs> Amy is getting ready for her date. She's wearing probably my favorite Amy look of all time. This red dress with the cutouts. Really good. Um, looks like Fry an Aquaria is, outfit. <laughs> does look like something Aquaria would wear. Uh, Fry is uh, getting worried because it seems like she's expecting maybe she'll get laid. He says, and that's an awful lot of makeup you're using there. And she says, this is deodorant. And he says, what does it do? <laughs> Very Seattle joke. We can all relate. Um, they all end up at Another this restaurant. Another point for Fry being sexy. <laughs> <laughs> they all end up at this restaurant. Um, Amy's date is hot but douchey. Fry's date is nowhere to be seen at this point. Until Bender brings in... Petunia. Petunia. Now, before we talk about Petunia, we need to talk about... Now, Zep <laughs> Brannigan is... Now, Zep Brannigan is on a date with a trans woman yes, or we talk about this uh, um either a trans woman or maybe a cross-dresser a cross-dresser yeah we're not entirely sure how this person identifies but what we are sure of is that this joke is homophobic in its nature it's transphobic in its nature and then there's the layer of like because we know what an idiot douchebag um, jackass Zep Brannigan is. It's also like um, saying like, I, I don't know. It, it's just, it's multi layers of bad. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the joke is Zap so dumb that this horrible thing is happening to him that he's on exactly. a date with a trans person. And he has oh my no gosh, idea. What a horrible thing that could happen. Oh, you know? he has no idea. And like we learn, we learn later that when Zap has feelings for what he believes to be another man, he actually mm -hmm. is pretty chill about being trans amorous. He's like confused. Ish. It's not perfect, but he ha he's kind of like willing to explore those feelings in a well, later maybe he's episode. he's growing as a person. But in this episode, it just feels like the writers took a swing and a huge miss. And it's disappointing when one of your shows that's like one of your favorite shows uh, you know, every once in a while does mm -hmm. something that completely attacks who you are as a human <laughs> being and to your core. And I know that I don't believe that the writers were like 
trying to punch down. It was just the accepted humor. It was just your go-to joke back in the day. You need a joke to fill some time. Let's make a gay joke. Hell, gay people don't matter. (laughs) Let's just take a swing at them real quick to fill some time so that we go for the knee. Yeah. So that's all I have to say. That 10 minute monologue is all I have to say about that. (laughs) Dante, any thoughts on that character or any of these dates that we're seeing? I was just thinking, I was just like, the nerve of somebody who wears a velour skirt. (laughs) Like (laughs) The audacity, the gumption, the gall. That's all I kept thinking, like the whole time. I was like, in a velour skirt. But the whole time, I was like, those thick-ass thighs and a velour skirt. It's like all I was thinking about, like, that whole time. I was just like... Um, oh. We meet Petunia, Fry's date. Bender brings her up. This is one of... Uh, I think in my mind, it wasn't until very late into my Futurama fandom that I realized that Petunia and the Kajigger lady were two different characters. Because they're both oh just gosh. kind of, like, crotchety old women who are... Yes. But the Kajigger lady is a little bit. Yeah, but they're very different um, brands. Excuse me. Oh my God. They're very different brands of gross. That was very Petunia of you. (laughs) I know. Um, They're different brands of gross. They um, are at very different stations in life, but they are both voiced by Tress McNeil and have similar vocal qualities. But what I love about Petunia is that at some point, the date midway through the date she goes wait i just realized something you don't have your own body (laughs) she's asking fry what what are fry's like gambling habits like do you play bingo do you play kino (laughs) and then she says wait i just realized you don't have your body and he says no but i control this arm and she goes slots player eh?" (laughs) 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 you know what we're, it's just not going to work out between us. Petunia, Petunia, <laughs> this road oh, hard and put away wet. <laughs> Leather. I was like, he can still play cards. Have you ever been set up on a blind date? Oh, no. I, I, no. I feel like it's a thing no. of the past. Everyone's I got a, like, I just don't, a little camera. I don't trust people now. like that. I was just like, oh, girl. I was like, you want me to pull up? I was just like, it would have to be somebody I definitely trust. I was just like, for me to be like, oh, yeah, I'll go with somebody that you set me up with. But I'm just (laughs) like, just any bitch being like, oh, girl, I know somebody. I'm like, no, you don't. It's like, no, you know one other queer person and you think that we should be together. <laughs> it's just like, and I hate him already. It's not <laughs> Like Anthony and Stanford, just the two queer people you know should be together because that's easier on you. Um, oh, that was infuriating. Yeah, um, I, what, I, what I'll say is I think the reason blind dating is dead is because of how much, how easily we can now access cameras. Everyone has a camera now. It used to be you had to buy a camera. You even used to have to buy film. Like, you remember the show Blind Date? As abundant. You remember yes. that? But I don't yeah. feel like Aisha Tyler it. hosted it for a while. That I don't feel like talking about it. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> 
I liked the ones where they set up like a really hot girl with like there a were, dud. Just a there was only one gay episode of Blind Date I ever think I saw. They like gave it a shot and they were like, people aren't ready. People aren't ready to admit that gay people date. Now move on. <laughs> what about next? Do you remember the next bus? <laughs> yes. Oh, next. Move on. Oh wait. Okay. So Leela is on her. Oh, date. speaking of buses. Yeah. Leela's on her date with the bus driver, and he's Sal. like. He he he's weighing his options with Leela and he decides, eh, you know, this 5 a.m. bus to Nutley ain't gonna drive itself. Petunia hears this and says, Did you just say you're going to Nutley? And romance <laughs> sparks between Fry and Leela's dates. And then Leela says to Bender, Bender, did you just round up all these people at the bus station? And Bender's like, no, how, how could you accuse me of such a thing? And bus driver Sal says, anyone else going to Nutley? And half of every couple in the restaurant gets up and leaves. So yes, that was what Bender did as a dating service. Rounded up a bunch of people at a bus station, set them up on dates, called it good, took their money. Um, Can you imagine being at a bus stop and a robot comes up to you and is like, (laughs) I would probably say yes. If he was like, hey, come in here, eat some food, talk to this person for 15 minutes. Yeah, I I would. I I mean, I'd be like... (laughs) (laughs) I would, you know, if Bender came up to me and said, um, will you go on a blind date for Valentine's Day? I'd say, Bender, baby, we love you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, becomes, <laughs> it started to become clear that uh, Amy and her date are going to the bone zone later. Fry is freaking out. Um, we we glossed over earlier, but when Lee, uh, when Amy was getting ready for her date and she goes, I'm almost ready. Uh, I'll just be 20 more minutes. And Fry says, but you're practically ready now. And Amy goes, it's good to make them wait a little bit. And Fry screams, it's true. <laughs> what is Fry screaming? It's true. It's true that it's good. This to is a straight waiting? people joke. I don't know. Why or is it true? It. Like he's like saying, this it's is a true. joke about women do oh, this. Women, women are so slow at getting ready. And like me, a man, that's what the joke is. I don't want to talk yeah, about it. Anymore. Well, <laughs> yeah, it is definitely only a straight thing because these fucking game bottoms men. get ready quick. You know, that's that. Are would you be our kidding equivalent. me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Bottoms okay, get why, ready quick. This is why she relates to the joke. Got it. Tops get ready quick. They put on what? A new shirt? <laughs> That's Some it. Sweats and they out the door. Leela comes to the rescue um, in order to stop uh, Amy from going home with her date and getting down. She says, I hear that banking industry regulations are really quite <laughs> simple because she knows that's his job. And he says, oh, no, oh, no, no, that's no, that's not true. true. It all <laughs> started in 1410. <laughs> <laughs> when a councilman of, uh, it's, yeah, very funny. Um, Fry says, thank you to Leela. And we cut to him getting his head sewn back on. Amy says, 
Um, if I ever feel lonely, I can look down at this disfiguring, disfiguring scar and scar. think of you. <laughs> Don't worry, Amy. That scar will never be seen again. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we'll the never have to talk about future. this. Yeah, we'll never ever <laughs> reference this ever again. And all of Fry and Amy's interactions for the rest of the s- seven seasons, they will never once again refer to the time that Fry's head was sewn onto Amy's body. Although it feels like it was a very significant event in their lives Leela calls out Bender for his scam uh, Bender goes uh, I helped no. you didn't oh. I didn't oh. I um, Bender and... you're actually trying to take credit as if this was all so- oh, some sort of master plan of yours wasn't it Leela wasn't it and she and we says get a no fake it wasn't no you're glossing over the best part we get a fake ending I'm get- the yes thing you are glossing over it I'm getting to it <laughs> you said Leela's line before you said it Iris in whatever go on I'm the filmmaker of the two of us, Dante. This is why I know these things and she doesn't. Um, Ever seen a little the- movie called The Jinx and Dela Holiday Special? Yeah, you did a lot of work in the edit bay on that one, Mom. Anyway, uh, it's a fake out ending. It's very funny. Got me the first time. Leela starts shouting and the show comes back for about 15 seconds where we get a gag where... And she says, no, you, you, this wasn't a part of a big plan. You just marketed off of our desperateness and pocketed our money. I'm paraphrasing. Yes. Um, and then Bender says, but in the end, isn't that what Valentine's Day is all about? And that's something they can all agree on. That's, yeah, <laughs> we can agree on that. Um, I knew the Fry, gist of it. If you would have just let me tell my story. Fry has a sensitive neck. So when his neck gets touched, he kicks his foot. <laughs> and Bender puts his arm around Fry's neck, which causes Fry to kick his butt and his butt explodes. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> my thoughts are, it's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Dante, you've seen a bunch of Futurama. Where does this rank on, like, is this a high episode for you? Is this a low episode for you? What did you think? I did really like this episode. And I remember, like, while we were talking about it, like, just seeing it vividly in my mind. And I was like, I do remember this episode. I was just like, I definitely give it, like, a strong, like, eight. Because I definitely laughed a lot in this episode. I was just like, I was remembering all the laughs. I was just like, good times. It's right up there with Snooze (laughs) <laughs> it's up there with yeah. Snoop for sure. Yeah. Uh, Jinx, oh, w- yes. would you like to ask Dante the questions? And this is a note from me for the future. I want a sound bumper here where Lila says, let me ask you something, Fry. And that's what <laughs> okay. we'll say here in the future. So uh, people We're going to leave this in the episode so that, that we yes. can ho- hold you accountable in the yes. future. I will if get this, it. I will rip the sound. If you don't have I'm it really by good the at next soundboard. You don't have it by the next episode. I will do it. You are You don't think filthy. I will. Filthy liar. <laughs> um, Dante, the these are our compulsory questions. First question of all the Futurama characters that you are aware of, who would you do? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm just thinking of like everybody. Options, I was right? just like, right? I was just like, oh. 
I don't know why, like, the first one that popped into my head is, like, that fucking construction worker who's always just like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, like, oh my gosh, that shit was, yeah, it'd be great. And I was just like, he's definitely on the list. And I was like, okay. Kiff can get it, too. I feel like Kiff needs, like, he needs some. He needs some. Yeah. And I was just Kiff. like, and I would give him that. Okay. I was yeah, just I like, that. Yeah. I was just like definitely on the top. There's a lot of sexy B cast members. Kiff, right? Calculon, um, yeah. uh, Elzar. Elzar could get it. Four arms. Bam! Every time. <laughs> <laughs> bam! 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 bam. <laughs> I'm like, like okay, Elzar. Everybody knows what's happening weasel. right now. <laughs> Jesus. Just like the other that. question. The other question. Take it up a notch. Places. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> who <laughs> covers his faces? Um, <laughs> who of all the Futurama characters do you most identify with? Uh Bender, probably. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that needs there? any further question. No, no I, I, I was gonna <laughs> you could ask. I feel like I get it. <laughs> i feel like you know yeah i just like i feel like everybody else is a little too stupid i was just like you know i was just like i feel like i am bender because it's just like i feel like you know i am usually the one who knows what's going on in the room but i too get my feelings hurt and want to be emotional about it and want that is to say of me I was okay, just like, wow. and that's me. That is Bender to a T. Like, and that's me too. I was like, <laughs> that's my me and Bender. I was like, you right here. Pimp Mobile. I was just like, in my top seven Pimp words. Mobile. <laughs> Daffodil. Um. We'll get to that episode. That's another, that's another 10 out of 10 episode right there. Um, definitely. Dante, now that you have um, now that you have watched this episode of Futurama, has it like sparked a resurgence of Futurama love in you? Are you going to start watching it again? Will you continue watching it, watching it from here? Are you going to watch the new season when it comes out? Where do you now stand with Futurama? I'm so excited for this new season. I definitely was watching some over the weekend because I was like, you know, I got to get refreshed. I got to prepare. <laughs> I got to watch some shit that I ain't watched before, but I also got to watch some of these old episodes because I was just like, I got to see my favorites before I get in. See the favorites <laughs> first. But there's some good like, shit so in, the, in the Comedy Central seasons. There's some very funny episodes in there. There was. I was just like, I'm definitely loving some of these episodes I haven't seen. I definitely watched the episode when Bender had a son last night <gasps> that one's good. and i love that episode i was just like ah i was just like obviously i love the bender episode because it's about me and i just <laughs> love yeah it was a great episode. wanda sykes is the vending machine robot <laughs> right sykes. i was just like uh, i would that. listen to wanda sykes no fucking joke no hyperbole i would listen to wanda sykes say anything every right? role every single role I have ever seen Wanda Sykes in. She just is perfect. And she plays I, just Wanda Sykes every time. She doesn't play a character. It's just Wanda Sykes 
as a CEO, Wanda Sykes as an art teacher, Wanda Sykes as a vending machine. Every fucking time, I think it's just top notch, 100%. To me, Wanda Sykes can do no wrong. I feel that way, 100,000%. I think often of that scene from Pootie Tang where Wanda Sykes is just like, I just want to shake my ass. And she just starts dancing on a well-lit corner. And it's like the only light. And it just seems out. She's just like dancing on the corner. And I was like, this is the best movie now. I went saw Pootie Tang in theaters and I fucking loved it. My favorite was when there's that standoff and they keep getting closer and closer yes. to each other. And then they're like face to face, squishing their faces. And then they're all of a sudden <laughs> past each other and they don't know how that happened. Anyway, Pootie Tang. My favorite maybe Wanda that's memory. Our future podcast. <laughs> My favorite Wanda memory is when she played the Oracle in the MTV uh, <laughs> parody of The Matrix. That was very good. I thought you were going to say when we saw Wanda Sykes in LA, my first time to we LA. Did. It was our first time in LA and she was ordering food at the place we were. And she was like, that's Wanda Sykes. That's Wanda Sykes. And I was like, no, you're being stupid. We're just in LA. You think no, everyone's they, a celebrity. Dante, <laughs> I don't mind telling you exactly what happened. Wanda Sykes walked into this restaurant and I said, my first time in LA, um, it was the week of my premiere of season five. Wanda Sykes walks in. I tell all of my friends, Wanda Sykes just walked by. And then for the next five minutes, all of my friends called me a racist for thinking <laughs> that it was Wanda Sykes because they just saw the back of her head and just assumed I thought the first black woman I saw was Wanda Sykes. And then she turns and then she around turned and, and leaves and was... the restaurant and it's Wanda Sykes. And I'm because at first I was like, no, it was. And then I became convinced it wasn't. And I was like, I, I am. This is something I have to examine in myself. I'm in LA. I know famous people live here. I assume the first black woman I saw was Wanda Sykes. And then it was Wanda Sykes. So I was gaslit and vindicated within the span of like 10 minutes. It was <laughs> like, I want my apology basket now, damn it. <laughs> Uh, big ass Wanda Sykes buttons in it. <laughs> and a Dante, copy of Tang. <laughs> Dante, thank you for being such a wonderful guest. Where can our uh, listeners go to find you? Um, maybe see some of your shows if they are in Seattle? Or, or wherever Portland. you're performing. Or Portland. Tacoma. I'm taking a little break on performing as I'm finishing up my new EP that's about to come out later this year. It's called Queen of Hearts. It's going to be so cute. Um, but yes, uh, you can listen to me anywhere where music is streamable under the Queen, D-A-Q-W-E-E-N. And you can listen to or buy my music on my Bandcamp, which is thequeen.bandcamp.com. D-A-Q-W-E-E-N. And go buy it because they'll get more money if you buy it. And if you're going to stream yeah. it, they won't get as much money. So just buy it. And I got cute it. purple vinyls if you're into them vinyls. I was you like, you vinyls? can get a cute oh, yeah. purple vinyl. I do. My album is on a vinyl. Look at she. Fancy. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. One thing that I do is I'll buy the albums of artists I want to support and then listen to it on Spotify because I just, Ooh, because Sp well, Spotify, 
is very user-friendly and I find it to be just easier for me to use day-to-day than some other um, music So Jinx playing. loves Joe Rogan. That's the takeaway here. Uh, that's the end of this episode of I'm 40% Podcast. Thank you so much to Queen. You are the best. Uh, I love you so much. Thank you. I hope that's I get so to see you next time I'm in Seattle. Nerve. Thank you so much. The audacity. Goodbye, everybody. Say bye to Queen. The bye, Bye, Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>